It takes the right skills and the right innovation to design and manage meaningful print marketing solutions. Welcome to Podcast from the Printerverse, where we explore all facets of print and marketing that create meaningful communications and business success. Now, here's your host, the intergalactic ambassador to the Printerverse, Deborah Korn. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Podcast from the Printiverse. I am Deborah Korn, your intergalactic ambassador. And today we have a special guest, courtesy of our friends at Rico USA. Hello, Dr. Joe. Greetings. How are you? I am fine on this lovely Thursday morning. Just got some coffee. Thank you very much for letting me do that. My pleasure. It's important that you stay alert during this this podcast. This is true. This is a very important topic, and I'm really happy that we're going to be talking about business development versus sales. Before we get into that, I don't really think of you as like a sales coach, so to speak. How is this a related topic of yours? A lot of people kind of think of me as as an economist. I'm actually a marketing person. Those were my first jobs. I was working in marketing departments, uh, and I always had a support role for sales. One of the first things you learn in marketing is that if you're not doing things to support sales, you're not really helpful. (laughs) So I, I really came to understand the nature of the sales process. I was originally being trained as a salesperson at the beginning of my career. That's why I was working in marketing. And then I came to know the strategic and tactical issues in sales as I supported them with uh, with the data that they needed. So on one hand, I, I was working on company long-term plans and understanding economics and market structures and the like, but then also a very practical side of how many customers are in this area? Is this large enough for a sales territory? What's the potential? What what are the what kind of salespeople are we going to need for the way things are going to develop? And and like it's the kind of uh, profession where you you need to to know these things and right. and and know why you're doing things. So right, that's how I ended up with this. The Rico Commercial and Industrial Business Printing Group is pleased to be a pioneer in this journey with Print Media Center for podcasts from the Printerverse. Rico drives success in all areas of your operation with a customer-centric approach to business. Rico offers a full range of customized consulting services executed by a team of seasoned print production, workflow, and color management specialists who have decades of proven real-world practical experience. We invite you to learn more at takealookatrico.com. There's never been more to see. That's take a look at Rico.com. And that's a great point to know why you're doing things. So let's let's talk about business development versus sales, if right. it is a versus. How would you define each? And I'm assuming that you believe more in the business development side of things these days. Right. The, the, the way the, the marketplace for media has developed, it, it definitely is more toward the business development side. So if we consider one extreme is the the old style print salesperson, the hi, here's my equipment list, uh, call us when you when you need printing. Uh, the, the assumption there was that the buyers bought so much printing that they understood what the equipment list meant. And it also meant that there was going to be a regular flow of bids that uh, that you may get called uh, in on. So it, it had the assumption that the print was a constant for everybody. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody needed it. Everybody was going to use it. There was no way to avoid it. And a great point you make that they understand what the equipment can do. Right. And 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 we are long past that situation. And mm-hmm. it, it's not that the the buyers are not knowledgeable. It's that there have been so many changes to technologies that the differences between printing companies has narrowed so greatly that the differences between print processes has also narrowed greatly. Used to know, oh, gee, this is going to be a copier job, later a digital printing job, or this needed to be an offset job. Now, uh, digital printing has gotten so good that uh, very often it's the data that's making the decision on the process, not the nature of the resolution or the imaging mm-hmm. because it's so close. The other factor is that so much of the quality control efforts of the 1980s and 1990s and, and, and technology itself, just look at the software that we use, have minimized the difference not just between companies, but also between the operators of, of that equipment. Many times the operator's actions have been removed from the process as an area of variability. So now you have buyers more focused on what do we need to do in the marketplace to achieve our objectives? Yet you still have many print salespeople going around thinking everybody uses print. This is why you should, you should use print. And we're a printer and therefore you should use us. And that's, that's not a worthwhile sales process in a marketplace that has so many different alternatives. And in most cases, print is going to be the highest cost per contact. So that marketplace is different. So the sales process has has to be different. Right. Now, I just want to, I need to interject here because I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, last year I started Project Peacock and where I went and did a digital print show and tell to the advertising agencies and brand uh, print buyers and creative departments. And they do not know about the new print technology. I would not no. make that assumption at all no, that they, they understand they that even data is driving print, quite frankly. Yes. What's so fascinating about all of that, and, and a lot of folks know my columns where I, I write about my experience with a, with a creative director at a digital media company, uh, that print is intimidating. And they also mm-hmm. know another column I wrote about uh, how print fared at the, a, a con festival where they were judging advertising, how people were surprised at what print could do. Right. And, and when you think about who's making decisions today and what have their experiences with technology been as they were educated and as, a, the, as they moved into the workforce, you start realizing that anybody who was born after 1982, and, and this is a, a, a usual process that I, that I go through to explain the context of how, what sales is in, they've always worked in a very austere corporate environment because the economy has grown less than 2%. There I'm tying in t- uh, economics and marketing together. So they've always been in a situation where cost has been an objective. They've lived in a very high technology life where personal computers were appliances. They were not computers. Uh, right. they, go their, <laughs> they go through their day with right. a with, with something with the equivalent of a Cray supercomputer from the mm-hmm. early 1980s in their hand. It's called right. a smartphone. So they have that perspective. And, uh, and unfortunately, they've gone through their life where print is something that you wanted to totally avoid. Right. Uh, so that's in their background. Many of these things are not necessarily articulated by them, but it's the environment that they were in. 
And through Prince uh, decline and overall volume, even though we've had incredible technologies come to the marketplace, their coworkers don't have experience using print. So when they look around at who's at the desk over here, or who's in the office there, they don't have anyone they can go to right. to uh, help them understand even how to use print. And in some of my conversations with these younger executives who are making these decisions, they can't even get over issues like how many should we get? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what right. should our yeah. print quantity be? So all of the parameters that the traditional print salesperson had as they were talking to some to someone who understood that print got less expensive the more you printed and and these are the quantities that you should get and how many do you need and the buyer would always have an answer for that oh we're going to need 5000 for that but now they can't even get their arms around that because there are so many different communications media being used that even they have trouble figuring out how they interact. And this is the primary reason why business development is so important because it's a process of discovery, not just for the printing organization and the salesperson about what are the clients trying to do, not what the client's needs are. What are they trying to do? Because if they if they knew what their needs were, they, they would have a solution in mind already, right? right. But they need, they need certain objectives to be met. They have certain goals, and some of them are hard goals. Some of them are soft, soft goals, like a hard goal might be to have sales increase by a particular percentage. A soft goal might be, in the long term, increase the value of our brand. So they have to... To, to get all of these things together, it's important to really understand them. And the other aspect of, of business development, and it's, it's really interesting because business development as an interest came to the marketplace because of digital printing technology. Really? Many people really don't remember how badly digital printing struggled in the 1990s. Oh, and I, I, I received one of the first samples. We looked at it and we were like, is this 3D printing? Why is it blurry? Like, <laughs> so until like it was all off registration, until it got itself together, you know? And right. Did, so we were all like, wow, let's use this thing. <laughs> so as it got tied to data, I mean, we, we remember there were, there were many printing vendors who realized that they had to go out and create a marketplace. Right. They had to document the different kinds of applications that digital printing could, could fill. And they started to create reference guides and mm-hmm. seminars and, and training manuals so that people who bought digital printing equipment actually could go to the marketplace with the right knowledge for themselves and all, with all ideas for use for work for clients and gradually as as social media and web pages and e-marketing developed the entire question of communications became more complex and that's when business development started to have more of a focus on the actual clients needs and the clients uh, goals when i speak to to many many printers who found themselves in situations where let's let's say they have five insurance companies as their clients mm-hmm. rather than hiring hiring somebody with printing experience they hire somebody who worked in marketing or in agencies that supported the insurance industry mm-hmm. because they understand right. the goals the objectives and all those things you can our technology is such today that you, you can teach the printing much more easily than you can teach the subtle aspects of marketing and selling into a a particular marketplace. 
The Rico Commercial and Industrial Business Printing Group is pleased to be a pioneer in this journey with Print Media Center for podcasts from the Printiverse, from workflow assessment and color management services to a full portfolio of outstanding hardware, software, and finishing solutions to give your business an edge. Rico has what you need at every step of the way. We invite you to learn more at takealookatrico.com. There's never been more to see at takealookatrico.com. You know, it's interesting. You're you're making a lot of reference to like buyers who are in offices or buyers who I can assume are working in advertising agencies or in marketing departments. But there's a lot of volume of print like from the, the car wash down the street. Right. And they do not have that strategy or understand the what the the value of print in that in that sense. They might know that they want to increase sales, but every business wants to do that. So right. how does a printer develop a, a a business development strategy? But let's kind of focus more on the small businesses, right. not not right. really the the brands out there. Because you have, you have many large corporations who have a big big data situations, right. and, and they're going to tie it in with a whole lot of different media. And then on this other extreme, and this is why I'm so I'm so optimistic about small and mid sized printers. You're uh, optimistic about optimistic the print about small Dr. and mid sized exclusive here. <laughs> because they have so many businesses similar to themselves right who do not have the staff yep not not just to design a brochure and print yes it, but to even conceive of what yep. a communications plan should look like Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that uh, these print businesses should hire web developers or digital media people. In some cases, it may be a good idea if the right resources come or, to them. Or partner with those companies. But to partner with them, form alliances with them, right. create teams that, that uh, they, they can develop certain programs. Even if, if some of them may even be a generic program that the mm-hmm. printer then begins to market on behalf of, of those uh, other resources that they use. Because it's very confusing for a small business today who have very little budget, but also if you think they have little budgets, they have even less understanding of the communication stuff, which is a real blur to them. Like, should I be on Facebook or should I be have my own webpage? Uh, how, how do I understand that? Well, the printer needs to have that kind of information. They don't have to have the, the uh, be the final say in that kind of thing, but uh, they they need to be knowledgeable about how all that works. One of the saddest things that I've been seeing lately is that um, you know the postal service has every door direct mail. Okay, yes. So why is the volume of that going down? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 right. one of the the easiest sells for certain categories of local businesses to be in. Yet I expect that if if anybody went into any of those businesses, let's say a, a restaurant, a real estate office, a particular metal, medical office, other kinds of, of services, and created a campaign around that, even for, you can always have EDDM and representing several different right. businesses in the area, like like all of the businesses within a particular shopping center or, or mm-hmm. something or other. That shouldn't be going down in a time when the need for communications for small and, right. and size businesses is growing. Right. I mean, every door direct mail is a genius program. Of course, the printing industry could turn around and say, well, we don't really need every door direct mail because if you have a mailing list, we can mail you a personalized postcard with a map to the store with a coupon that you can access at whatever time during the day to get your 
discounted lunch or your discounted dinner or your, right. you know, your oil change special at three o'clock, whatever right. it is. I, I'm I mean, less worried about those businesses than the businesses that haven't even started. Okay. I mean, that's so a great so when, point. When, you, when you have a yeah. business that already has a mailing list, great. Street door direct right. mail is probably not going to be for them. Right. But you know, you're when right. You have I'm, a brand I'm like, new restaurant right. open and mm-hmm. you have nobody on your mailing list. How right. do you get started? No, that's a, that's a absolutely a great point, which is probably why you're Dr. Joe. I mean, <laughs> you make them occasionally. So yeah. how does a printer sit down and say, we are no longer going to have a sales force. We're going to have a business development force. What do they need to consider? And more importantly, who are the people that they need to hire to be these people? Okay. Now, this is going to vary by the size of, of the print business, of course. I have one little rant that I must get in. Okay. There's two things that discourage business development as a strategy. The first thing is highly commissioned salespeople mm. because they frequently will not take the time for, that a business development process with a customer can take. Or help the small jobs people. Right. Because they're not paid that way. Right. So it's like what, what's happened with, with a lot of baseball over the years. The strikeouts have increased dramatically because there's so many more home runs. So you have high commission print salespeople generally swing for the fences and sh- they strike out a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you ask them to cut down their strikes, they'll, they'll give you some kind of line while I'm paid to hit home runs. Well, that's, right. that's very often what happens when you rely on high commission businesses, discourages close relationships with potential customers. So, so that's on one side. The other thing is uh, the obsession with the number of sales calls per day. If, if your business is in this mode, we make five sales calls per day. And just think if we made one more sales call every day, our sales would go up by 20%. If that's your mentality, there's no way that business development is going to work there. So what do you need? Basically, you need a planner to understand the needs of businesses. That is generally not anyone who is going to have sales experience, especially the way we've done sales in our industry. They're they're going to be much more analytical. They're going to be understanding how communications affects uh, revenues in certain certain kinds of industries. You, you can get that information. It's it's available if you know where to look. So so you start thinking in a whole different way. The other thing is you're probably not going to be making as many sales calls. You're going to be having events and mm, putting yourself yeah. in situations where people mm-hmm. look at you as some kind of authority. Right. Like right. the my suggestion to to one printer was uh, next time there's a panel at the uh, the Chamber of Commerce. Make sure that you're on the panel because you're discussing, you know, whatever communications or advertising or, or business related topic. And he said, well, I don't really kn- know enough to be on a panel. I said, great. Volunteer to be the moderator. Right. Okay. Because right. moderators don't really have to know anything, but they're in a terrific position to be a sponge because they can learn from people at once. They have an excuse to meet with panelists beforehand and after, right? And they're in a position of authority to the peers in the audience. Now, so you have to be cultivating your brand in the marketplace, especially if you're a small printer relying on local business to become more of an authority about these kinds of areas. So that's, right. you have to actually get this, market your printing business. 
Right. right? And attract beyond people. Beyond the sign right. on the store or beyond the sign in the corporate right. park or, or whatever. Uh, Dr. Joe, I mean, just yesterday I saw a a post about an open sales position and they're still asking for people to have that book of business to bring with right. them. Right. Is that still relevant? Well, obviously for that that business they think it is. Uh, right. It's amazing. Usually you can you can tell when a print business is in trouble when they're looking for someone with a big book of business. Oh, no, that's that's <laughs> right? a great tip so actually. The, so, yeah. so they they always want to to find a way, gosh, oh, we're, we're in a hole right now. The only way we can dig ourselves out right. is to is to get a, a, a someone with a big book of business who's not going to be loyal to us and will probably be attracted by the next offer. That will right. solve our problem. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, the, the, the analogy I used, when you're digging a hole for yourself, the solution is not to stop digging because you're still in the hole. The solution is to start digging out steps in the sides of the hole so you can start crawling out, <laughs> right? Right, right. And so that is usually a sign of a much larger problem in, in the business. And very often, they don't have the financial resources to get by to make the good, hard business development decision that they need to make. So it's, a, it's an odd situation. You have to be willing to tolerate a certain amount of time when it will appear that business development is not worth it. And as I've spoken to printers who've implemented business development as a a long-term strategy for their business, they, they've told me that it, it took about 18 months for them to really say, gosh, we're finally seeing a payoff. And three years by the time they said, gosh, we're so glad that we did this. Our business is so different and we're so far ahead of our competitors now that uh, that we're going to find new ways to ex- expand this particular strategy in our business. So the suggestion is you may have traditional salespeople. This is not something you're going to cut off cold turkey because you have mm-hmm. to finance the change in the strategy. So you're going to have your, your old business done the old way and hope that it holds on as long as you you can. You're going to to take some of those resources that you get from that to fund the new initiative. Since you may not be able to, well, let's put it this way. It's easier to get financing on a piece of equipment than it is on a new business strategy, right? Right. Yeah. (laughs) So it has to be self-funding in some kind of way. And you're going to hire somebody who probably understands communications and basic business strategy. And and the more basic it is, the better, especially if you're dealing with small and mid-sized businesses. Because you're in a situation where, you know, this person probably doesn't need a brochure, but gosh, they could really use some good signage. They could... Their delivery truck should probably have a be wrapped. Um, mm-hmm. they, they could probably use a really good social media page. And... The owner who's going to be speaking at the chamber and the advertising group and, and this nonprofit group and all that could really use a good investment in presentation graphics, right? Those may be the best things that you could do for that business rather than right. worrying about uh, how many brochures you're going to need on the counter. Ready to join the conversation? Follow us at Rico Pro Print on Twitter, Rico USA Production Print on LinkedIn, and Rico USA Production Print on Facebook. There's never been a better time to take a look at Rico. It's interesting because a few weeks ago I went to out for breakfast and these menus I got, I mean, they were 
cracked and just they were just gross. It was not a fair representation of the you know you're in a you you're know? in a bad place when the health inspector would close them because of the quality of their menus. Well, it it wouldn't go that far, but it was not it was not it was not cool. So yeah. I called the manager over and I'm like, yeah. "What's the deal with these menus?" I'm like, "Don't you know they make waterproof paper, tear-proof paper? You can, you know, print these. You can you can be printing your specials." He was like, "What?" He had no idea. Sure. I called in I called in the paper merchant and yeah. I found some local printers and I'm like, Go talk to these people. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even a printer, and I can business development from a lunch, you know? Yes. So yes. So how I, do— I wonder how many printers, salespeople had actually eaten lunch at this place and just didn't give it a thought. That's what I'm not understanding. Yeah. How how does this small business, this which, which it is, not know right. about digital printing? That right. means that no printer has ever bothered to talk to somebody— or they couldn't get a conversation, right. which so, is a fair, so, which is a fair thing to say. So, so how- that, that's your lead in, and and one of the right. things that 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 print printers sales representative can do say, you know, let's take a look at your entire business. Let's take a look at your signage, your menus, and all that. And you know, I'm not trying to sell you an entire package of all these things all at once, but let's figure out all these things have to fit together. Maybe we can help you get the. Maybe we can help you create a rewards program for your customers right. so that you can email them specials. Oh, gee, I mean, I Dr. Joe, I'm telling you, I could have gotten the entire restaurant print business from that conversation about the menu. The guy was yes. fascinated. Yes. He was like, how do I, he was like, what else can I do? I mean, and once they say that, I'm not even a salesperson. And I was like, oh my God, he's asking me right. buying questions and I'm right. just trying to eat my French toast here. So yes. it was really interesting, but let's get back to this. What is there a difference now between business development and a consultative sale? Because we hear right. that a lot now these days. Right. Right, uh, d- d- which is kind of uh, what well, I was doing in the in the yes, restaurant by accident. Ex- exactly. Uh, <laughs> there were a few times I was annoyed I, at the menu. I mean, there was I, no I, other reason. I used to have a joke where can I describe consultative sales in comparison with old print sales. So the old print sales was, uh, "Hi, I'm Joe. This is our equipment list. Please, uh, we'd we'd like uh, a chance to bid on on your work next time you have something." That's the old print sales. Consultative sales was, hi, I'm Joe. I have an equipment list, and I'd really like you to have it because I think you should be doing business with us. <laughs> That's not consultative sales. But it I was like, like- I, I, okay, I'm, I'm glad you, you, you said that because I'm sitting here going, what? <laughs> yes. So, so no, that's not consultative. No, sales. no, that's no, bad consultative sales. sales you, you, it, it's like marketing. You have to understand your marketplace. You have to understand your client needs and the like. But what's different from business development and consultative sales is that in most business development situations, there's usually a team involved. Consultative sales may have been one person interacting with a prospect and occasionally somebody brought in as an expert or to explain something or to to help understand the problem better. But business development is usually a team because you've got data issues with digital printing. 
You also have production issues if you're going to tie in with the client and their and their information and, and data flow, such as might be getting aligned with whatever marketing automation software uh, that they are using. You may call in a designer to to really start to understand uh, the company better and and their relationship with the marketplace. You may even do a little bit of a market research project of calling uh, that customer's customers to get a sense of what do they think about the company and, and the like, so that you're, you're going to them loaded with information that they can use in their own own strategy, but you're you're really trying to learn it so that you can serve them better and serve them in, in a, a very, very compelling way that would be very defensible against a, a competitive encroachment. And then you're, you're looking at their businesses in the long term. So... How does what we are doing for you affect all of your other media and the way that you're going to deploy them? And what do you need in terms of data management? What do you need in terms of website support and, and those kinds of things? So the, the business development process reflects the complexity of the decisions that people are making in communications where consultative sales was basically having a, a more aware and a smarter salesperson. It also always uh, kind of fascinates me that when you're doing business development or, you know, formulating some consultative strategy that the printers don't actually become customers of the business that they're trying to work with. And whether it's just to see what their process is or get on their mailing list and see what they're sending out and doing all that other stuff, they kind of just go in for the sale and don't participate in in the experience of the right. business. Right. I mean if if you're going to let's say you want to do some work for a car a local car dealer, right? Yeah. Go in there. Talk to people. Go in there. As you a might customer. Be interested in the car, but you know, you right. know where the more interesting place to sit is? The service department. Yep. Right? See what they're uh, handing out to people material wise. I mean well, there's a also sometimes you can overhear conversations. <laughs> Of people who've got problems with you know the way something was repaired and all that. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. I hate this place. I love this place. A you can human pick up FAQ, a lot right? A human. Right. You can pick uh, up a lot more chatter yeah. there. That's important, but you know we still have salespeople who don't visit a a prospect's website and or, yes. or try to get in their list or, and download uh, wh- yeah. whatever they're doing for content marketing. I mean, it's still shocking. It's Close still more like, "Hi, yeah. I'm Joe." I'm a printer. You know, I'm really interested in your businesses. It yeah. almost sounds like consultative sales. I, well, I see. Uh, I see you use a lot of printing around here. Can I help you? That's that's right. not. That's or, not it. or worse, I mean, just because I have Print Media Center as my business name does not mean I need a press or a server. You know, right. do a little research. I'm right. probably not your best use of time right. at that point. An- um, another place to go is find out what industry these particular companies are in. Find industry publications, industry websites, mm. look at the uh, trade show schedules Interesting, where, yeah. where, mm-hmm. where they might be uh, and get a sense of all oh, there's all this stuff around us. Uh, yeah. You know, great example. Decades ago, before all, before the Internet got, got going, if, if somebody was was coming in to make a sales presentation, it might be that the, the purchasing manager would pull a D&B report, you know, a Dun & Bradstreet credit report on the company that was visiting them. And <laughs> I remember that would be those a, things, yeah. yeah that yeah, would be yeah. the only information they could get. Right. And they had to be but on that today, table. It wasn't a legitimate business. Yes. Today, if you're coming in 
they've gone on your website. If, you've, if your business has a Facebook page, they've gone on that. They've gone on Yelp to see what reviews of business there are. Right. They, they, they have so much information. And within five or ten minutes, they, they know what they need to ask you some extremely pointed questions and have a sense of uh, with, are you the right business of, for us to work with. Right. When they used to have to find out through a sales presentation that you would have initiated. Right. So there's a lot of businesses, and this is a problem with with many small businesses that a lot of printers can help. There, there are many people making decisions about whether or not to use a particular a retail store or a restaurant or whatever, just based on what they see online. And they are never, never aware of it. Uh, my favorite example was a when I was living in Rhode Island, we were very near Attleboro, Massachusetts. And on Food Network, you know, Guy Fieri was doing his diners, drive-ins and dives. And this particular place had the best French meat pie that he ever had. French meat pie is a French Canadian kind of family specialties made with ground beef and a pie crust and a whole bunch of other things. And he said, this was terrific. He did the whole show there. I didn't know where the restaurant was. I went into Google Maps. Google Maps showed me exactly where the restaurant was. And the only reviews of that restaurant were bad because Google Maps pulled up the location and those reviews. Didn't anybody tell that restaurant that that's what people were seeing when they called up the, on Google Maps, uh, how to find this restaurant with this marvelous French meat pie? That's that could be one of your jobs too, as you, as you're deciding whether right. or not you can help a particular customer. Say, you know, we've been on Yelp. We don't. We you probably don't have a chance to to go there. Well, we've been on Google Maps, and this is what we saw. We think we can really help you. And then the best part of business development is that you've done it on your own business because that's where the great credibility comes from. If you're using by doing walking the walk, business, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we need to wrap this up, but I, I do want to ask you this. I did a little research and seems that you wrote a dissertation on the best marketing practices of printers. Yes. And in that paper, you came to the conclusion that businesses that focus on purpose rather than process are more mm. profitable. Yeah. What does that mean? And has that evolved since you have first uh, written this research paper? Well, uh, one of the, uh, one of the aspects of the research, now this is, this is 30 over 30 years ago, but it's a lot of it still rings true today was that the profitability of this is medium commercial printers. So th- these are printers doing today, the equivalent of six to $12 million was that the print businesses that were run by uh, an owner with a technical degree in in printing. At that time, there were lots of schools pro- providing that. Compared to a business degree, were half as profitable as the ones with the business degree. And it it, it goes to the heart of why did so many people get in the printing business in the 1940s, 1950s, 1960s? Because they loved the magic of what happens on a press. One, the best smell to them in the morning was not coffee. It was the smell of ink in the press room. I mean, these people loved printing. And Shout out was, to the ink sniffers, as we call them in, <laughs> at, in a print chat. And there was going to be a market for print. There was a good market. You didn't need a very sophisticated education for it. You, you had to be willing to work. A lot of those workers 
were, you know, high school graduates, went through World War II, joined the union, hated the print business they were working in, and then said, you know, I can do this too. And they went out and started their own print business. And they still had a lot of those businesses at that time. And it's a marvelous part of our industry history. Then as their children started getting more involved and they had business degrees and like they took their businesses to a different level. And I also started to see in, in later research that that was an academic research that the print businesses that were doing extremely well were people who had some graphic design training or or worked in an advertising agency at one time, especially as an account executive, not as a creative director or an art director, an account executive, because the account executive is in the thick of it right from the beginning, coordinating all those resources of the of the folks in the art and the folks in the practical and, and making sure everything occurs on time and driving their traffic managers crazy. Crazy, of course, but they brought something special to it. People were in the publishing business who, who owned the printing businesses. So, so they were more in tune with why people print rather than how people print. Mm-hmm. And today, that aspect of why people print, it gets tied in with why do people communicate? What's the need for communication? So it's become even more toward toward that side. So even then, 30 years ago, yes, I was seeing a difference between people who understood process versus purpose. And today, purpose is really, really important. Not that you don't have to make wise decisions about the processes you use, but they're really inconsequential to the the buyer. They want to know what can you do for us in our situation? And we have all this customer data. How can we leverage that? And we have all these different alternatives and where, where should all this fit? So you've got to be a lot more fluent in tools that they have than ever before. Right. Well, thank you so much for your time once again. And thanks to Rico for inviting us to, you know, have this conversation. That's pretty awesome. You've retired again (laughs) per your (laughs) press releases. So how can people get in touch with you? Do you even want them getting in touch with you? Well, yes, definitely. (laughs) For for the next couple of months, I'm still at what they think. My last column is in June of of 2018. Yes, I'm still doing webinars until the end of the year. So we got quarterly webinars about uh, you know the economic situation and other things that are occurring in the industry. So we'll be doing that. But most of all, I'm involved with unsquaring the wheel, which oh, yeah, is yeah, a yeah. Mm-hmm. executive development process. We have our uh, nonprofit status that was approved by the IRS, and we'll be working toward a program of executive development. We're looking for people to. Uh, contribute uh, monetarily to that. We're looking for underwriters of that program so that uh, we can take the concepts that are in the book and actually uh, develop the programs that could be delivered within companies and also at the industry workshops. So people can find out a lot more information about that at unsquaring.org. Awesome. Thank you so much for your, again for your time, Dr. Joe, and hope that we get to do this again. My pleasure. You've been listening to podcasts from the Printerverse. We'd love to hear your feedback on our shows and topics that are of interest for future broadcasts. Please connect with us through printmediacenter.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcasts for alerts on new shows. Until next time, thank you for joining us and listening to podcasts from the Printerverse. Print long and prosper.